Welcome to Nairobi Chapel Embakasi. We grow deep to reach wide. This new month, I, am, I want us to talk about this topic of fatherhood. And I want us to use God as a lens. In as much as God is our father, and we pray this prayer consistently, our Father who art in heaven. In as much as we know him as God our Father, I believe we don't necessarily emulate him, especially as the fathers that we are. I believe we've had very bad examples, some of us, not all of us. As a result of that, fatherhood is something that is frowned upon by many. This month, I want us to unpack God our Father. And I hope that you can be reminded of this perfect God of heaven. And that you can emulate him going forward. I want us to turn our Bibles to the book of James chapter 1. We are going to read verse 16 to 18. James chapter 1. Verse 16 to 18. Fathers in the house, can I hear a who? Mm. Uh, future fathers, can I hear a who? <laughs> hey, you're, you're only weak. Let me try. Future fathers, can I hear a who? That was faith in your James 1 16 to 18. I'm reading from the NIV. If you're there, say amen. amen. Don't be deceived, my dear brothers and sisters. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights who does not change like shifting shadows. He chose to give us birth through the word of truth that we might be a kind of first fruits of all he created. Let's pray. Father, today as we go in the instruction of your word, help us to understand and to do what you are asking us to do today. Help us to shine your light through the knowledge of your word. King of kings, I want to pray that you protect us from the enemy who desires that you are not productive with the word that comes forth in your house today. May we be productive some a hundredfold, some even a millionfold. We pray all this in Jesus' name. We all shout, Amen. If you want to know how good of a father you are, or how good your father was, just ask. You need to be asked. Ask your children, eh, how good is daddy? I, I made a mistake once and asked my daughters how good I was. Whether I was a, a good father, my son just said, you're Superman. I said, my <laughs> My daughter was like, eh, you know, daddy, there's some things. You get angry every so often. Oh, man, sometimes you don't want to talk to us. Oh, still you have stress from church. Oh, still the seats are not filled. Oh, you get the truth when you ask your children. <laughs> Fathers, I dare you. I dare you. This man, ask. Hey, if you want, if your father is still around, 
Those of us who can go ask them. Or your moms, ask them. How good? <laughs> so some children asked why they thought their father was cool, and these are their responses. Becky said, because he is. He just is cool, man. Yeah. Becky is too. Betty, who's age four, says, because he holds me. Hmm, that's cute. Kate, age four, Alisema, dad takes good care of us. He takes me on daddy-daughter dates. Bethany, age seven, Alisema, dad is just, he's loving. He's a loving man. Cameron, age seven, Alisema, he loves me forever, no matter what. Like, eesh. Tana, age seven, Alisema, he follows what God tells him to do. He spends time with us. Where? Here, Miss Jaskia from my kids. Matthew, age 13. Alisema, because I can beat my dad at some games. Uh, that's why he's cool. Emily, age 13, Alisema, he's a very good role model. I'd like to copy him, this guy. Then Teresa, age 14, Alisema, the same thing the other one said. He takes me out on dates. So to the fathers here, or to the mothers that have taken that position, what would your child say of you if you asked the same question? Am I cool? Am I okay? Am I, am I doing well with you? What would they say to you? And I think you know the answer. I dare say that. I think you know the answer. I don't know whether you can ask your parents the same question or give them the feedback. Dad, I think like Jana was hanging out with my brothers. Every so often we hang out. So we were thinking we need to sit that down and have a conversation. Kajiliza, who's going to ask the question? Nani at the end of this year? Nani? Ah, that meeting we ended by saying, <laughs> we have we wanted to ask him some questions. Can you do the same to your parents? Because I think we know whether we are cool or not to our kids. I think you know whether your parents did right by you or not. You know, you know exactly how they did. Today I want to talk about the dilemma of fatherhood. Because I believe fatherhood has a dilemma. It has a dilemma, it has a problem. Like I've said, the examples you've seen, hey, some are wanting. There's a time in my life I could not see my dad eye to eye. We could not see eye to eye. I was like, oh, boss, some of us don't even know who our fathers are. We don't know our parents. We were born just into the world on our own. And so the name father, hey. I want to say that over time this role has changed. This role has changed and I will show us how so that we see maybe what happened. In the colonial period, 1600 to 1800, apparently fathers were directly responsible for their children's upbringing. They were the ones who were in charge. If something was wrong, what's up with the who Fred? What's the issue? Nini, eh? <laughs> Somebody's laughing on this side. This is an example. 
If the children went bad, it was blamed on the father. This led fathers to a very active role in homes. Their job was to create good citizens. In the 19th century, 1801-1900, industrialization came. As a result, they had to leave the homes. They had to go fetching. The men became the breadwinners, the women stayed at home. This took child-rearing out of the traditional male role. Now it was no longer daddy, now it was madame. 20th century, 1901-2000, economic demands is pulling us both, daddy and mommy, into the workplace. The family is moving towards a more democratic partnership, a move that took place largely in the last third of the 20th century. We are all together in the workplace now. The child is at home. All of a sudden, eh, absence is the order of the day. We are not as close to our children as we were many hundreds of years ago. Come 21st century, this is where we are, 2001 to 2100. Both father and mother are working long hours to attain living standards. The other day, Zara asked me, Daddy, what time did you get in? Because I'm like, yeah, 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 You didn't tell me good night. I was saying, the ideal unit of the family is competing with our desire for material success. It's curtailing the ability of mothers and fathers to spend quality time with their children. Consumption has become the major leisure activity and this impinges on the child by compelling both parents to work longer to maintain a unique standard of living. So I have, to have, I have a question. I have a question for us this morning. Nae, I want an answer. We have few, man. I know I think all of your names except some boys there in the back. So if you don't talk to me, I'm just going to call you out. <laughs> what do you think the family unit will look like in the 22nd century? 2101, that's in about 70 years, to 2200, with that progress. How will the family look like? Just shout it out. If you don't, I'll call your name. Amen? Going once. <laughs> what, 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 what do you think the family unit will look like? Sorry? Online meetings <laughs> with the kids. Oh, good, good night, good night, bye. Uh -huh. It may go back to the original. Uh -huh. We might, we might, we might. Might. Yeah, keyword. We might go back. We might. Uh -huh. Anyone else? I see Esther is laughing at the back. I can, I can answer up. Uh -huh. Esther, any answer? No, I think I hope that we go back. Okay. Shin <laughs> Uh -huh. Okay, guys are hopeful this side. Guys, this idea, this idea to Nangalia to Chi. 22nd century, what do you guys think? 
There'll be no families. And that's another one. No families meaning? No marriages, no children. Okay. Uh -huh. You're saying something? I'm going to change it here may resonate not wing, yeah? No families, no children. I believe there'll be a lot of testy babies. Yes. Yeah. A lot of testy babies. It's happening already. Mothers don't, they don't have to go the night, through the nine months. Somebody else can do that. And then there's a space, there's a spam bank you can go to. Pick, give to this one, carry for me, give me the baby. Most marriages will be very different. It will be man, man, George and Mike, Sandra and uh, Lucy. Oh, sorry, not Lucy. Let me use another name. Lucy is around. <laughs> Anything else? I believe that very few traditional families that we know will exist. Simply because it's the world. It is not heaven. And because of the progress of the way things are going, ah, I think to Kopabaya, There's an article that was written six years ago by the Standard newspaper um, on their Crazy Monday space. And this is what it read. I'm reading not one for one, but I've just picked a portion to read for us. The consensus six years ago was that our, all the Kenyan fathers, see me, me and Ika. This is standard. Our Kenyan fathers have been reduced simply to spam donors, cash dispensers, and mere figureheads in homes. This is six years ago. Many of our Kenyan homes are more and more female-headed. Many homes are increasingly having deadbeat dads. Many women are planning for single parenting. There are more and more female surnames in our children, especially in our boys, as a result. There are more fatherless children in our society than ever be before. And as a result, the society has become a very weakly family-tied society. The role of the father in the home is almost non-existent and as such, the definition of the role is lost. This was six years ago. Guys, what do you think is the role of a father in the home? Do you believe that the father still has a role to play in your home? Whether you had one or not? It's mm, a good answer. Do you believe the father still has a role in our society? Do you believe that the father is still relevant in our society today? Those are the questions. And I don't know what you've gone through in life. I have no idea. I'm not a prophet. I keep reminding you guys. Pastor, what do you see in my future? I don't know. May I see Jesus coming? Do you believe because of what you've gone through in life that there is a space for fathers? That they are needed. Maybe because of the experience you went through, I say, I don't need, I'm good all by myself. And this is not just to the ladies, even to us men. One of the reasons that maybe you're not taking up that position is because we've never seen it in our families. Why should I step up as the father and I never had one? Why are you demanding for me to be the father I never had in my life? That is impossible. The good biblical answer to these questions is yes. But the actions, what we are doing, are speaking louder than what we are saying. 
Because of the deadbeat dads and fatherless homes, our mothers and ladies in general have taken it upon themselves to be the fathers and leaders in some of our homes. Because of men not having fathers to see, to exemplify, they are no longer the fathers that God is asking them to be. And so, I will ask it again, do you believe the father is still relevant in our society? There's a show that I watched that I won't really tell you which show it is. Taki, I don't want judgment. Moving on. There's a couple that went before a judge in a, let me say, family court. <laughs> and the issue was that the wife was angry with the husband because he was showing in decision making that he was the man of the house. My brother calls himself the head of his, his household. Apparently, and he wouldn't mind me sharing this, when he wakes up at any time of the night, he wakes up shouting, the head of the house. <laughs> when he walks in from work at the gate, not at his door, he, he, he walks in dancing, saying, the head of my household. Baka the caretaker assumed at one point he was mad and went to my sister-in-law, Kamuliza, excuse me, is your husband okay? Because every time we see him on the monitor, CCTV, Akingeduko gate, he's dancing and talking to himself. Akosawa, he's okay. I know him. So this lady said she had a problem. She said, and I quote, Your Honor, I am used to doing things on my own. On my own. He can make certain decisions in the house, but he needs to understand that I, I grew up different. I grew up as the woman of the house. So I don't know this thing about the man of the house. I don't believe, she told the judge, this man of the house tough. I don't believe that. That is some of our situations. The question then today in all of this, do you believe in the place of the father in the society? Do you believe that he has a role still to play? even in the lives of your children, in the lives of the generations that are coming. I'm asking this because we align to a different set of life as shown to us in the word of God. We align to God's word, the Bible. So do you believe in the role of the father in your home? I ask you also that doesn't have a man or a father in your home because you're probably raising somebody that one day may be a father. How you raise them matters. What you believe about this role really matters and will show whether you believe it or not. So my question to you again, do you believe on this role? I have an announcement. If you don't believe in this role, if you can't see the role of the father, not only in your home, but in the society, there's a problem. A big problem. And I believe this is what God has sent me to remind us about this month. I know of men who actually believe there is no place for the father in the society. Everyone to himself. Because they never had one. Or the one they had abused them. He was never there. Maybe even raped them. 
So even as men, they are like, what's the point of fathers in society? So what do you actually believe in your heart of hearts? We will see exactly what it is. What do you believe? I understand, guys. I'm not saying this because I am ignorant. I understand the plight we face in our society. On a daily. I understand some of us are born into very difficult circumstances. Like I said at some point, I didn't even want to see my father. Now he's my friend. I'm best up on a pale, I visit him, you know. But there's time, time I didn't want to see him. Like, boss, me, I'm good. Bye. I understand some of us don't even know. Pastor, I don't even know. I, I, I was born. I remember there's a time I was preaching about marriage. I think I've shared this before. When shook a stage, you're like, Father, hallelujah. Then this young man follows me after service. He says, It's after service. So I'm like, hey, ah, Pasi, now I have a problem. I don't believe in marriage. Hey, boss. That's not what you want to hear after coming off the pulpit. Maybe a week later. Then I'm like, what's the problem? Then he goes, I've never had parents. I'm an orphan. So I don't know this father-mother thing you're talking about. I know the logic of it, but I don't understand. I've never had parents. I've been moved from home to home to home to home to home all my life. And all I've seen is disaster. So how come when you be about your marriage, marriages thrive in Jawana? All the homes I've been to were broken, all of them. I'll kill you, some of us are smiling. I don't know whether that's what happens. So I understand that some of us don't have this example. I understand that. But I must remind us, guys, brothers and sisters, our society is dying. Our society is dying daily. And just from just projecting to what we'll see in our future, I think you can tell that it's not looking rosy for the homes that are in our future. The next generation is coming in fast, thick and fast. The other day, I just figured out that my daughter is almost just on my neck, upper. And she's eight, me eight. <laughs> Almost. I was like, oh, boss. At the pretty soon, he'd be like, at daddy. At the Guys, they're coming up so fast. So fast. So if you are busy not looking at the health of our society, what are we doing? The next generation is coming in fast. So should we still allow them to continue dying this low death? God has sent me this month to remind you to be mindful of the coming generation. I know some of us are still hurting. I know. I understand. But we must be mindful of the next generation. And most of you have them in your homes. A friend of ours was telling us that because of the COVID season, um, they managed to start having conversations with the teenagers. And their teenagers were telling them, 
that mommy and daddy, you know, you guys are slow. You don't understand that weed is a herb, not a drug. That's your kids. Guys, these guys are coming up quick. It's time to pause. Just pause for a second and look at them. Look at this next generation. To be alert of the health of the society, we must be aware. We must start to be aware. Maybe you have a nephew who needs your help. Who's by themselves? Parents are nowhere to be found. A sister, a small sister. A brother, a colleague who is in dire need of your help. We need to know that the devil is still at work. We must resist him and shine the light of God as concerns the role of a father. I want to finish by these two portions of scripture. If you can turn this out, if you can't, it's okay. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4. And Matthew chapter 4, verse 8 to 10. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, and verse 4. Matthew chapter 4, verse 8 to 10. 2 Corinthians 4, 4, if you're there, say amen. I'm reading from the NIV. The God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers so that they cannot see the light of the gospel that displays the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. Let me read it again. The God of this age, the devil, has blinded the minds of unbelievers so that they cannot see the light of the gospel that displays the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. Matthew 4, 8 to 10. Again, the devil took him, Jesus, to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. All these, he told Jesus, I will give you. All of them. If you will only bow down and worship me. Verse 10, Jesus said to him, Away from me, Satan, for it is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve him only. The first portion of scripture in 2 Corinthians 4.4, 4, we are being given information. The word of God is telling us through Paul, the writer of the book, that the devil has blinded the minds of those who don't believe. They can't see the light of the gospel and that displays the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. What the devil does to us sometimes, even in our belief, is trying to blind us of the light of the word of God. And so my question to us as we continue is that should it be, could it be, sorry, that the enemy has blinded you to the plight of our society? as concerns fatherhood, the role of the father in our homes. Could it be that you don't believe anymore? What the devil does so well is kill our belief by bringing doubt. And he allows the circumstances in our lives to shape that. Lack of a father, lack of a, a good example of a father. Now we don't believe because of what we've seen. The God of this age 
maybe just maybe could have blinded him Matthew 4 chapter 8 chapter 4 verse 8 to 10 is the devil tempting Jesus Christ himself he takes him goes to him at the wilderness because remember the spirit of God that sent Jesus to the wilderness for temptation he takes him goes to him and then tells him turn this banana turn the low stones to bread yeah, the person, eh, we shall not leave our bread alone then he takes him and asks him to, to like fall yourself to the ground the angels the bible says will rescue you you don't tempt the lord your god then finally he tells him what we've just read bow down and i will give you all the kingdoms of the world if you worship me maze all of this is yours he's trying to cut short what christ was supposed to do at the cross jesus says away from me for it is written worship the lord your god and serve him only what the devil has managed to do to most of us in the world today is show us the kingdoms show us the plight of the world the material wealth of the world and he's saying we can have that but the problem is we are following it and leaving the generations behind jesus told him ah is it that maybe just maybe just maybe the kingdoms of the world are blinded us we are chasing the standards of living to the point of the next generation they can't see the role of the father because it is our job guys it is our job to shine the light of god's glory his kingdom his teachings his everything to the next generation What is it? God is calling us to remember the role of fathers in our society. We must remember the role of the fathers. My prayer to you, even as we close, is that the devil might not continue to blind you, despite what you've seen in your life. Jesus says, All things have worked and will work for your good. Those who believe and are called according to my purpose. Maybe, just maybe, you saw the wrong example so that you do the right thing. Maybe, just maybe, you never had so that you can be available. Maybe, just maybe, you are hurting. You hurt all of your life so that you know how not to hurt the next generation. What do you believe? What do you believe? Has the devil killed your belief? Of the father's role in the side has he killed it you must be honest with yourself this morning my hope this month and throughout until Jesus comes is that we who believe in Jesus sis, you and I will show the light of God despite what we have seen in our lives especially as concerns the role of the father in our society and I pray that you align yourself with those that believe of this role. Who do you talk to about the hearts you have about fatherhood? But company, the Bible says, has corrupted good morals and will continue to corrupt. Who do you talk to as concerns the hearts you have 
about your father. Because if it's not Jehovah and his people, your heart may actually continue on in your life. Join us every Sunday from 11 a.m. at Trubani House off Airport North Road. Have a blessed week.